Welcome to Unsolicited Views, where we talk about topics that you may or may not give a damn about. I guess we can get started. What's good, world? We back. Uh, Yo! Not- yeah, you do that every fucking episode, man. I, th- I, th- I thought you were some point stop it. it. Like, shit, no. that's your tag. All right. it's, it's my tag. You right. say it every time I do it. I know. I'm, I'm trying to, like, think of if you ever going to stop. But anyway, no. um, we back. Well, uh, another episode of Unsolicited Views. Mm-hmm. We're recording on a Saturday now. <laughs> <laughs> you know? We're recording on a Saturday today, which is different. Um, um, how y'all feeling, fellas? We got a guest. So I'm, I'm going to introduce him, but how everybody feeling first? I'm cool, man. Just had a workout. I'm just tired. All right. I'm good. Though. Okay. I feel okay. good. Though. I'm he good. Did, he I'm did good. a good job. Good. <laughs> what y'all do today? A lot of planks. No, no. What do we do? A lot push-ups. Of? Nah, nah wasn't no push-ups today. No push-ups at all. Just planks. planks. Oh, okay. Planks. Planks get you there though. Yeah. Planks. Um. So we here today with Norm. I guess he. I guess he's our trainer for the moment. Like he's he's been training us for the last six, seven, seven weeks. Seven weeks. Seven weeks. Seven seven weeks. Yeah. Um. If y'all like if, to start over, but nah, seven weeks. Yeah. Because if I say y'all know that deep voice wasn't Maul or Palmer, I was just like, Yo, who was this? The bassy guy on the the mic. Um. No, nah, let him go in. It's Norm. Yeah. So business, yeah. Talk man. about what you do. Uh, Young Fit Norm for Life on IG. Young Fitness for Life is my company LLC. I'm a fitness company located on 2508 North Charles Street, Baltimore, Maryland, two one. Two one eight. I am a fitness entrepreneur. Uh, also, you know, I'm an actor. I'm a couple of different things. A little man. bit of everything. Yeah, I do a little <laughs> bit of everything. I'm What's a, the norm acting like? Uh, I've been. Well, I got a play coming up November third. Okay. Called uh, Man's World um, with KOK Productions. Shout out to Christian Childs. Um, she she been rocking with her since 2010. So this is actually my fourth production. Oh, so you 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 about this play life? Yeah, yeah, definitely about. Oh, okay, okay. This your first one? No, it's my fourth one. Fourth one. Yeah. Okay. So we did uh, a couple projects prior to this one. This one, yo, I'm gonna tell y'all like this. This is my favorite one out of out of all of them. Really? Because it's something for us. For when I mean us, I mean for the brothers. Okay. Um. Okay. Basically, you know, talking about the things that we go through, especially as black men. Okay. And that we don't really uh address that we go through in everyday life, but uh, it's dope. It's funny. It's a it's an emotional roller coaster. Like. It's a lot going on, like so. But it's November third. If you can make it at the Seed School, tickets on on Eventbrite. Uh, they're thirty five on Eventbrite. Um, it's great. It's gonna be awesome. It's Where, uh, where's the Seed School? Right off of Font Hill Avenue. Right off of Frederick Road. Frederick in okay. Baltimore. Right, literally down the street from the, right down the street from the gym, the old gym. Okay. Like literally, you gotta pass it to get to the. I told old you how gym. I feel okay. about that old gym. I area. understand, man. So, <laughs> so yeah. the old Southwestern. Yeah, so that's I got you. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I know what you're talking. Yeah, 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 I wouldn't go down until I'm, unless it's a fortnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, it's a, so you know that school's a uh, it's a boarding school now. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's oh, a boarding school. Is. So like people stay like the kids stay overnight and stuff like that. So like there's two of them. There's one in DC and there's one in Baltimore. Oh, okay, cool. The C school. So yeah, man, it's dope. It's gonna cool. be a dope, dope production. So a little bit about your business. So you, I mean, you love working out, obviously. Yeah, it's it's like a part of your life. Why do you like what, what got you into working out? Um, then we can get to the shits after this. I mean, really, uh, I think being an athlete. Okay, so being an I've athlete. Been swole since we've been in high school. Well, yeah. I stopped that. Came out the womb. <laughs> been too fit. Yo, he sent me a picture <laughs> too. Yo, uh, this little swole uh, baby. baby. Yo, he oh, said that was you. He said, "Is that you?" Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, mind you, he was dark skinned. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. like just seen the muscles. But nah, bro, that's, that's that's not me. But nah. Um, I've been playing sports. I've been playing football since I was eight years old, but I've okay. been involved in sports all my life. And okay. then, um, really, I kind of, to be honest with you, I'm just a failed football player that fell in love with working out. You said you're a failed football player? Yeah. My goal was to make it to the NFL. So I you, didn't make it. So we, I failed. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so we can start talking right there. So why is that a failure, though? I think. Because he ain't, he ain't reached the goal that he set. My goal, I, yeah. So but you found it. another love. You're an entrepreneur. You get to do what you love for to a be living. Real, I'm going to be real with you. Yeah. I went to college to play football. I didn't go to college to get it. Oh, so you really, you didn't, it, like, you wasn't like, I'm going to get my education then. Like, this is not a tool to get I went, my education. Well, I mean, I was always smart. So that had nothing to do with it. School was just a platform for me to try to get to the next level. You can okay. only go, it's not like basketball and baseball where you can go right. play and yeah. you can go to the next level. I had to go to college to play, to get a chance at professional football. So okay. I had it in my mind. I wanted to be in the NFL. That's oh. that's what I wanted to do. So even through college, you like this is just a stepping stone. I'm out yeah. of here. After and this. I just happened to get. But then as I got older, and I had to realize that I wasn't in the right situation, um, I you know I had to be like, well, look, you need a backup plan, brother. Like, okay. Still, so so that goes to my point. We had this conversation. What's I think that? it was first season. And I was like, we had the conversation about Plan A, Plan Bs. Mm-hmm. Like, how how long do you go for your Plan A, or do you even need a Plan B if you try? Like, is Plan B Hindering you from making a plan A. I'm like, in my opinion, no. Right. I'm like, plan I think B I is said, just. I, th- I, th- I yeah. said plan B 
does hinder because right. you're not putting all your in the, your but in that's the I don't think that was the so case felt, in it. Like so, he was putting all of all yeah. he had in the football. It's just it was it didn't happen. Right. So I didn't put myself you. in the correct situation to be successful. So when you say you didn't put yourself in the correct situation, I went I guess. to a Division three school. Okay, that that's not gonna get any unless you like breaking records, doing all type. Right and now, no, 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 don't get it twisted. Now I was ACFC, uh, you know, like. Co-ops play get your shit off. Like, get your shit off. Yo, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Like, so, like, as a sophomore, you know what I mean? Like, the Redskins and the Steelers were looking at me, but I was just too young. I was only 19. So you got to be at least a junior to be eligible to go to, you know, the draft. I didn't know that. I thought you just had to go to college. No, no, no. So you got to be at least a sophomore redshirt or junior. So you got to be at least three years at an at a institution to play pro football. Yeah. So it's not like basketball. You only got to go one year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you well, got to. I did know that. <laughs> not even a year. They're going a semester. Yeah, you only got to go one year <laughs> and play. For football, it's not like that. So that's why that. the NFL, is, the college is the NFL's farm system. Basically. Right. Basically. You know I mean? yeah, if, yeah. if people don't. They don't need that. a semi-pro. That right. is the semi-pro. But I mean, even still, like, you know, so for me, it was, like, I was a, like, because we had a defensive end that was, he led the nation in sacks in all, all conferences, all, all divisions, one, two, and three. He was 6'4", two, like 250, like white boy that had a motor I've never seen in my life. Yeah. And he was getting, he got a shot with the Browns, but he couldn't make the transition to stand up and play outside linebacker because he was nah. undersized to play defense. Okay, back. okay. But because he was there and because he was getting those looks, you, they also were, yeah, they were also looking like, he, they was like, hey, what, what year is that running back in? Okay. So he's only a sophomore. Like, because, I mean, I was an NFL size. As a freshman, I was five nine two oh five. Yeah, that's NFL. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But Off as a womb. Yeah. Shut, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, man. But when you're in a situation, so one of my best friends, and you know, you know, my man, my man Aaron, yes, he went to Maryland, and he told me to come with him. He interviewed Moses Focal that played at, at Frostburg with me. He left and went to Maryland, too. He, he wanted to make it to the NFL. Hold on. As so a, you had an opportunity to go to Maryland? I, I should have transferred. I should have left. I was one of those players that didn't belong there. I was above the D3 level of talent, but I just didn't move because my financial situation, because I didn't want to put my mother in a situation to be That's financially crippling, crippling. So I said, well, I'm already here. I established myself. Mm. I didn't already, I'm going to start. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't already start. I'm going to start it now. Like I came in and took shit over. Like I started right. as a freshman. It's your team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I switched positions. I played, I started as a linebacker as a freshman. Okay. Switched positions, went to the bottom of the depth chart at running back and became the start running back and never looked back. Damn. You understand what I'm saying? So it was like, well, damn, do I give all this up that I worked for to go sit out a year, and then I got two years of eligibility left to go play, and I still might not even touch the field on me. Right. Do you regret that situation? Yeah, I was about to say, I, that's what I was going to ask. I think I do. I yeah. definitely regret not transferring and going to a bigger school because I I know I had the talent to play on that level. It's just that um, I didn't I, – I wasn't smart in my decision-making. Yeah. That's one thing. If I was working with sheep, it was $5,000 a semester. So oh, wow. with room and board and you know free laundry and yeah. you know what I mean like you can't be mad at that yeah if you think in pra- practical in that moment that was yeah. the most practical long term to get to your goal that wasn't it but I, I wasn't think... selfish enough at okay. that point oh, so you yeah. so, your mom so you need selfishness to get yeah to to get to your goal I think so I but if you ever think about a lot of success stories even like people that we admire like maybe it's a rapper or an athlete mm-hmm. or a famous actor or business person. They always talk about the stuff they had to sacrifice to get there mm-hmm. and how many people and how many relationships they lost just to get there. Yeah. And a lot of times, by the time they get there, the ride was so, so hard, they are just spending a lot of time just literally just going back to find these people and just rebuilding these relationships. Yeah. So I guess my, my, time my, my time thinking again. goes to, to uh, we all we always hear about the, the, the successful people, right? Like mm-hmm. successful people who, who did exactly what you said. Right. They yeah. burnt bridges. They did everything. And they got to their goal. They, they're they successful. Yeah. But we don't hear about the people who didn't, like who, who, who sacrificed. Yeah. Like you didn't necessarily sacrifice your relationships, but like the people that sacrificed relationships trying to get to this plan A that we yeah. keep talking about. And don't get there, right? I like, mean, what happened to those relationships now? Well, what happened to these people now? What are they doing? Well, I'm not. Well, I am a product of that because mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I wasn't willing to sacrifice my mom's hard work. You know, I wasn't willing mm-hmm. to put her through X, Y, and Z because we were we were paying for go to school. Right. We don't get no scholarship to go to D three right. school. No, you don't. So I we was, that. yeah, we was paying to go to Out school. Of pocket, you know what I mean? Crazy. Like, so I'm like, well, damn. Do I really? I, I know my mom's. You know, right? Whatever, whatever. So I'm not willing to put that burden on her or us. You understand what I'm saying? So. Now do now once I got out of college, I regret not putting my I regret not going over to see. I was gonna go overseas and play, mm, and I regret not going that. Be, but that was because I became a father, at, and and uh, right after college. So all this shit 
kind of just that's a lot of shit. Yeah, life happens. Yeah, yeah. life happens. Yeah, life life happens. But one thing when Mel was saying is just like you know, you try to get a support systems are huge. That's where you yeah. start to realize. And I didn't have one. Support systems are huge. I didn't have a coach support system. I didn't yeah. have. A, you know what I mean? So, you know, and and I mean when people don't look at you the way you look at yourself, right? That's right. tough. Yeah, that is hard. It's, it's that's very hard. You know, but, but like, for like even kids, like you tell your children that you know. Yeah. Strive for your dreams, but I guess you very seldom hear the stories like you may not achieve them, and if you do, it's still okay. Yeah, right. But and that's that's, what I, that, that's what I want to instill into my kids whenever it's I, okay. I'm having it. Like if you're going, as long as you have a plan, right. I am absolutely fine with whatever route you take. Right. But don't tell me you want to be something and don't have a path to get to that right. point. Or don't put don't put the the, the steps in order to, to right. reach and achieve those and goals. I'm, and like you said, if you fail. It's cool because failure happens. Failure, failure yeah. makes you stronger. It does. It, it makes you really stronger. Like yeah. it now, it made you push yeah. towards something. This fitness thing. Right. So now your fitness thing. You got your own business and you and, and you ramping it up. You right. know what I'm saying? It, failure, failure. It, it teaches you a lot. It's important. Yeah. I think it's an essential piece. But I think that's the piece everybody try to pivot past. You yeah. know, I know. I've, I've personally tried to pivot. Everybody past. Everybody tries. Yeah, to pivot. Yeah. You don't want to fail. <laughs> you don't but. pivot, but you can't. Like some stuff, you just gotta. If you got, if you halfway, you don't. You'll never really get anything. You got to go for it. So you got to understand human nature. We are always taught that failure is not good. Right. That's what we've been instilled since that is 100% true. When we were younger, like, oh, you better not fail. You shouldn't fail. You can't fail. No, you can. And it's okay. Like, but it's how you recover from failure. So 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 that's the key. That's the part that's not taught. That's the key right there. Yeah. The recovery and just understanding. When we was talking about self-worth, that's what I get from self-worth. Your self-worth is knowing, like, all right, I go through a bad time in my life, yeah. but that doesn't mean I got to give up. Like, the whole world's not, you know, I still got my loved ones. I still have my family that love me. I had right. the people that love me. Right. So if I have them, I still have enough to keep pushing. Like, I don't have to, it's not all over. Right. That's, I mean, I mean, And you don't strive to fail. I don't right. think no, that's, you that's not what we're saying. No. I, don't want, I don't want anybody to think that we're saying no. strive to fail, but understand that failure is... A thing. It happens. It definitely <laughs> no, happens. Yeah. It's interesting because my story is very similar but different. Like, I didn't go t- towards my dream because I was scared of failure. Because, mm-hmm. like, I had an opportunity to play football out of high school. And I was at the time, I was just like, nah, I ain't going to work out because I was going to go to Lincoln. And the funny thing is, I was positioned perfectly because Lincoln was just starting their football program yeah. in 09. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I knew I was going to play. I might not have got money, but I was going to go to a school yeah. I wanted to go to. And probably get some time. We might have lost. Right. <laughs> but you Y'all still was going to be horrible. But, but yeah, was going, yeah. I was going to play. No. But it's just horrible. like. They were horrible. Yeah. Like, just, no, I think they still contract. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> I mean, they still building this program. Yeah. It's hard to get but, people up there. But yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But um, if you think about the opportunity, sometimes you pass up on opportunities. And I tell people all the time, and I even tell myself, like, you don't always get opportunities again. Right. And that's also yeah. sometimes people don't realize. They think, all right, I'm going to pass on this slow. Sometimes when God puts it, in, I always equate it to God. Like if He put it in front of you, like you got to take it. But sometimes you're not strong enough, or you're still fearful. You don't want to jump out there. That's what makes life so hard, man. Life is hard. Like life, life, life is, is made of decisions, right? So yeah. you just got to figure out which which path you're gonna go, which decisions you're gonna make, and how you want to make your life, and hope to go that way, and understand that if it doesn't, it, there is still a success in another path. Yeah, there's, there's other <laughs> yeah. options. It is. It's tons of other options, but I think we just get so caught up in our, like you said, you know, it's kind of made me reshape it. You get caught up when you're playing A that you're playing B, you like, fuck that. Yeah. But your plan A sometimes may not work. Like, for right. example, and then the plan B is not always as bad. Sometimes people plan B's turn out to be like, yeah, I wish I should have right. focused on my plan B. I'll put it to you like this. So, for pl- well, my plan A is a very small percentage of people making that plan A anyway. Yeah, that's, that's, you know right. what I'm that's a yeah. tough plan A. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you got to be right. the elite of the elite to be in that part of yeah, that plan. That is plan yeah, A. You true. understand what I'm saying? So, yeah, my plan, well, actually, my, this was my plan C, actually. Plan B, I was going to be a teacher. But I mm. got out of the teaching. You're still teaching, though. I mean, you yeah, but teaching. I was going to be like yeah, I know teacher. Yeah. Like, I was going to go work at a high school. I wanted to coach football. I wanted to do that. That's what I wanted to do. But being a physical education teacher is hard to get a job because they don't really leave like, physical education. 20 years. <laughs> your gym te- yo, think about your gym teachers. Yo, The gym teachers been in school for They've like 20, 30 years. And they ain't going nowhere. <laughs> they getting so, decent pay. Yeah. Benefits. Benefits. And I'm thinking like, do Flag- I want to do these like kids? Like me, yeah, that's true. Like I wanted to coach high school. I wanted oh, okay. to teach high school. So I can I'm see like, you as a high school football coach. Yeah, I'm like, oh, damn, do I want to deal with these? I was like, because I don't want to beat one of these kids up. So then, you know, <laughs> You're gonna become a father in anything. Yeah, like you I, fathering these kids. But that's why I went to. That's why I went to exercise science, right? Because it was like, well, I can still get to do something I like to do. Right. I get to work with athletes. Yeah. I get to do this and that. 
And so that's why I went that route. And I was like, well, it's a major that I take, you know what I mean? Because it was what I was doing. You know, I'm right. playing football, I'm doing this. So I was learning as I was, you know what okay. I mean? So, yeah. I th- I just think the t- twists and turns of life sometimes you're not prepared for them, but the same token is like who you have around you is important. Yeah. Your mentality. So as a young child, I I know like I think about my future children. Like that's one thing I want to teach them. Like look, you, you want to create mental toughness. Yeah. Like, forget all the macho Man, shit. What? Want get your let's get your mind shut. That's probably strong. the biggest lesson we can teach them. The best mental lesson. toughness. Yeah. And I because I'm about to say because there's certain times where if I had that mental toughness, I was like yo, I would have made a huge decision. And I want to be that support system. Be like all right, when you come to me, you say oh. This ain't gonna work out. No, I go back out there. I got you. Cause somebody saying they got you, yeah. especially yeah. as when you're making hard decisions in life, is a huge but moment. That's, that's something you learn through time, though. That is so true. So mental toughness comes through situations, it comes through going through life, comes through things like that. Right. So yeah. that's why I always tell people like the most mentally, some of the most mental tough people are athletes. Because yeah. we, we situation deal, after situation. We deal with adversity changes and situation in, in an instant. And that you deal literally in an instant. Split seconds. I never thought about it like that. Wow, that's that's wild. So yeah. like, like people I keep telling people like, yo, the, I'm like, if you don't if you're if you were never an athlete, it's hard to adapt that mentality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's 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 a different thing. Like prime example, we was working out today, he right. cut his, he had cut his hand or whatever the case may be. That shit, uh, all of, all, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But all the young ladies were like, Oh no, 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 no. Go to urgent care. Go to urgent care. He like, bro. Spit like, on that shit. <laughs> He's like, 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 yo, yo, just yo. give me something, wrap this yeah, up, like, and I'm gonna keep it. But that's but that's that's a different mentality. Yeah, that's, that is true. You understand what I'm saying? But oh, you do, yeah, because yeah, I wouldn't yeah, stop working out. Yeah, yeah no, you just wrap it up so it don't get it. You know how many sprain angles. I sprain my ankle probably every game. I think. Right. right. <laughs> I said tape it up. <laughs> but that's but that's what I'm saying. So yeah. you've bought into it and in, in a different mentality of like, I can work through this. Yeah. And think about how many people in life don't work through. So stuff. let me ask you a question: Is that mentality we speaking of? Is that a man mentality? <laughs> because if you think about it, think about the woman in your, partially, woman in your life. Partially, I think. I, I, no, I think it could be. So, I think it's. A, <laughs> I don't know how to answer I, this. So. I'll answer. All right, go. Right, you well, take that, the, and I'm gonna I'm piggyback. I think it could be both. I think it could be an athlete mentality because their women athletes are just as tough. Oh, oh yeah, for you sure. understand what I'm saying? So I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I think as men, when we we're growing up, as young boys, we're taught that dust, dust it off and keep going. For sure, so, for sure. So yeah, so for us, I say yes, somewhat depending on your your upbringing. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is somewhat of a you better be a man and not cry, be, right? You know, da da da. da. But uh, but there are women athletes that are the same way. Like, hey, I don't care. You know, I got a cut. I got whatever that would yeah. take me up and keep me going. So. It's a little bit of both. Because mental toughness is something that we... But there's levels to mental toughness, too. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, it's oh, levels. Because yeah. And once oh, you get yeah. past mental toughness, I think you start to get an emotional intelligence and emotional toughness. Because that's a whole nother thing. But I, I do want to touch on like something else about mental toughness. And it's the fraternity thing, right? And oh, I'm going to say it because Shanoam is... Okay. He, he's, he's also in fraternity. Yeah. But like, it took... I mean, you don't get this experience until you get to college. But, right. But that experience in itself... Yeah. It teaches you so much mental toughness. toughness. I mean, people knock on knock it because people don't understand what it is. Right, true. And some people mm. take advantage of what it actually is. Right, I believe and that. And some people do too much. Like some right. schools do too much. much. Some, oh, yeah. yeah. But the premise of pledging, and I'm putting it in quotes, the purpose of pledging is mental toughness. Yeah. We used to call it a condensed version of life. Yeah. Because it's basically forcing you to make decisions, forcing you to go through situations that you. That are very, very tough. For sure. And it's forcing you to mentally get through it. And then you're like, all right, I got through this night, so I'm going to get through the next night. Right. I'm going to get to the next night. Then, day by then day. Then at the end, you're like, damn, okay, now I love it. Now yeah. we, now, now I'm- They I'm, really I'm, your I'm brothers. <laughs> yeah, now like, I understand. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so let me touch on that. So I think, so you got to understand where, where, where fraternities come from, partially. Right. So imagine, so always, this is what I always thought. I say, y'all, imagine slavery. Mm-hmm. Right, and imagine going through being in the sun, getting your ass whipped, picking shit for. Oh, excuse my expression. No, no, it don't uh, matter. Uh, <laughs> Go take, ahead. You know, so, say what you got. <laughs> for eight hours a day, and imagine what your ancestors went through. We created these fraternities so that we can be something as a group. So now, when I when I went through my process or my pleasant process, I'm thinking of like, yo, this is supposed to be a representation or it's supposed to be a, a piggyback of what. Mm. Your ancestors went mm. through, and what people that came before you went through, and what this, that, and the third. So if you can't honor that, if you're not made for that, then you don't need to be a part of this. Damn, you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Because, be, and, and I mean, I know it's a different way of looking at it. I but like that's it. How, it's, that's I, how I, I look at it. I look at it like, look, yo, at the end of the day, this is nothing compared to what 
my ancestors or people oh, before me. Because we got to go home. Right. <laughs> right. We got to go home, take a shower. Oh, well. We got to go home, eat. Right. We got to go home and do whatever we wanted yeah. after we, we left that right. situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I, I equate it to, I always equate, I've never been through the process, but I always equate it to what they do to the military when Same you go thing. to boot camp. Because my brother went through, he was kind of telling me, like, Sitting somebody in the gas chamber is not normal. Like, it's hell. <laughs> so like, no, it's it just is, like, yeah. so My, it's just like they're doing that for a reason. But like, yo, when you get out here, you gotta know that I it can get slight, real. I think it's a slight. For me, military and fraternity is a little slightly different because they're program. It's a little bit of more of a program situation uh-huh. as a part of as a point of a uh, you know mental toughness situation. Like the military is more of a program. I'm trying to program you so you understand right. that you need to do X Y Z. Make your robot. Da, 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 da. You understand what I'm saying? And take away some of your social consciousness. Mm. Take away some of your, you know what I'm saying? But that's a whole other time. <laughs> no, I mean, nah, that is a that very is interesting okay. point. <laughs> but I understand what you're saying. But yeah. at the same time, even if they're trying to program you, they're building mental toughness. No, I agree. Like, I'm, I'm not saying they're not. Because no. you can't be weak-minded to get no, through. Oh, hell no. No, like, I, no. <laughs> yeah. no, I agree. So I don't want to take nothing, no, anything away that. from it. I, but I do understand 100% what you're saying. I think it's a, I, no, I'm not saying they're not building mental toughness. Yeah. But I think there's a larger picture of what they're trying to do. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. To, their purpose yeah, behind it is different. Yeah. Right, because they're trying to... Yeah. Is it different I'm, agenda? And I'm brainwashed oh, yeah, into sure. understanding that the United States is what you're fighting for, period. Right. Yes. At the end of the day, that's what you I'll die for the shit too. That shit yeah. sound funny, but that's what it is. Oh yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. But I I'm not dying for a country that don't give a fuck about me. But we that's no another topic. <laughs> okay, we need Palmer in here for this one. Okay. <laughs> I got Palmer will yield right here. Oh Palmer will yield. He don't talk he don't like talking about uh social. We know maybe on another episode. Yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah I ain't so. even getting to that. We got I'm on Yeah, because that can be a whole episode right by there. itself. Yeah. yeah. So probably one thing y'all don't know. We was on we was just out last night and then Norm was there and he's he's a huge R and B nigga. Okay. So like, that's so funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. I, I got, we got to put a picture up of Norm and then we're like, yeah, he's an R&B nigga. Yeah. But it's, it's nothing wrong with being swollen being an R&B nigga. I ain't going to come at you like that. It's all right. Well, was swollen. I'm not going to hit you with that male lady, uh, toxic yo. energy. Um, but nah. But he's an R&B nigga. It's funny though, because I equate more with the R&B side. Because a lot of the rap now, I don't really like either. So I'm actually on his side. Because I don't really like the little pumps, the Uzis, and all of that oh. kind of stuff. That kind of stuff. It's, it's doses. I listen to it on the radio. I listen to it while I'm out. It's I get a party song. But I don't have. It's not hitting like if I go back to listen to like a Biggie album or something. It's not getting you through a test of time of nothing. So music to me is a tool to get you. Oh, you said it was a tool, but to me it's deeper mm-hmm. than that. It's um, it gets you through certain moments of your life. I can think back to certain songs and think about what I was doing and what got through. Yeah. So I agree with that, but but I'm also saying that music is also. Not just to get you through a situation. Music is also entertainment. Oh, for all, sure. All, music is also for me to when I'm in the gym, I just want to yeah. fuck around and I just want to mm. listen to Future. And yeah. you know what I'm saying I know he ain't talking about shit, but that beat bump. Yeah. So it's gonna get me through. It's gonna get yeah. me through that. Or or I'm in a or I'm in I'm at my house and I just want to be ratchet for a second. You know what I'm saying I don't like it. Ain't really get me through a situation, but. It is get ratchet moment. <laughs> getting ready, <laughs> getting ready to go out. You, you drunk? Like yeah. I don't want. I don't. So you don't, I don't want to hear Jay Cole when I'm drunk, and I'm. You know what I'm saying yeah, trying nah. to turn up. It I depends just, on my situation, though. Listen so, to the like, dear mama drunk is crazy. Well, you, okay, good so, point. Depends on my situation. Oh, yeah. why, why you are me? Why you getting drunk? Well, yeah. Why am I getting drunk? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> if you true, if you get drunk off of a breakup or a heartbreak or something crazy, somebody died in your life. Right. The dear mama might be. You know, the Tupac drunk might be a crying drunk. I ain't mad at you. I'm, mad at you, maybe so I'm talking about just sitting in my house, like maybe pre-gaming. No, no, I get you. Oh no, that's, that's a little Yo Gotti. But I understand. Yeah, 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 yeah no, that's a little Yo Gotti. See, I would see, and like I said, that's what three six does for me. Like three six mm-hmm. Project Pat, yeah. like it get me ready. Well, that's to take me to another level because I'd be ready to. Yeah, yeah. So I gotta listen to this. You know who equates to that now, and everybody probably hates it. Takashi Six Nine. He is it. Yeah, he is. Listen to this. I know you. You look. You looking at me like you listen to Takashi though. This nigga is trash. You hate him. Turn that Fifi on. You gonna be like, yo, that's his music on, yo. It's fire. His new song, yo. He got a new song, yo. He turned on him like, yo, this shit make you laugh. It bumped, yo. It got me. Give me that three six feel, like, yo, let's work. Yo, when he put the Fifi on the gym next time, that Fifi. Is whack. No, Phoebe oh, is fine. Yeah, I know it's fine. What's the joint? I'd with, punch this, that man in his mouth. Yo. What's the joint before that when he was like, that the blicky yeah. Got the yo, yeah, that shit is fire, yo. Yo, when it comes on, like the first minute of the song is all you listen to. After that, you can turn it off. You don't really listen to the whole song. I'll, but, you know, I'll, I'll, y'all let me know what it is, and I'll take a listen to. It all right, it gets you hyped. I'll give you a try. I'll give you one next time. Objective area. 
So so music like so to me music is a is a vibe, but it's also a mood. Like so depending on what mood I'm in, like you like yeah. we said, that's what kind of music I'm listening to. But also different phases in my life I can remember where I like different type of music. Yeah. So like conscious rap was for a certain point in my life when I used to catch the bus all the time. So when I think about conscious rap, I think about being on the MTA all the time, yo, contemplating life. Because MTA make you contemplate life <laughs> consistently, yo. Yeah, that's funny. Yo, I so I remember being on MTA on the bus, just be like, yo, listen to hella, you know, yeah, they cool old bus Kendrick. in the county. Yeah, oh. that's a misconception. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. So you might have make me pivot, yo. City and county life wasn't that much different if you're black. Like, it wasn't much different. Don't forget, our parents just came from the hood and they moved out there. That don't mean they had money. No. That just means they just moved out there. It's still a different experience. It's but, a very so, different experience. It's a different experience, but it wasn't, it's not as heaven or hell as you yeah, people make it out to be. We doing y'all at the end of school. Okay, why didn't My you had an MTA? MTA MTA wasn't and they garbage. still and the regular people still regular got on that people bus. Got on Hold on, so you say so you saying <laughs> you go through downtown. Damn, on right. Hold on, so y'all saying y'all saying city life was harder. I'm saying city life is I, a different experience. I, I didn't say harder. I didn't See, say I didn't, harder, easier. I didn't. I'm oh, not it, saying it is different. You trying you trying to put that in there? I was trying to put that. You trying to make an argument right there? You know, I'm being argumentative. But um, nah, it's a different. It's a different way of thinking about it. Here's my perspective. I'll give you a perspective. I went to check with him, right? I was the only West Side dude in the school. I carried a How knife. Did you with get me. over the chicken? Time out. I carried a knife. <laughs> I carried a knife in my pocket every day with me, because I'm like, yo, I'm the only West Side nigga in the school, and if shit go down, I'm yeah. shaking somebody. Somebody getting this work. <laughs> so, I caught the 44. All the way over 7:45, I was there. Yo, so I used to be up six o'clock in the morning to get on the bus to go over there. Yep. Yo, Chico Pennell from the West Side. That was yeah, that had to be. That's crazy. what I'm saying, man. I'm the only West Side yeah, dude in Chico the school. Chico Pennell was crazy. So I ain't know man. nothing about no Western Chico Pennell beef. I'm like, yo, I don't know nothing. I don't, I don't bang with these niggas. I don't live over here. You understand know what I'm saying? Like, now nah, I had friends. You know what I mean? I had friends. And I'm like, yo, this come here for a yeah. Like, I, I came, came here to, to learn. learn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I came put my here. knife in my pocket. <laughs> Listen, just in case, just in case you got it, bruh. I'm yeah. by myself. I don't know who ride with me or not. Yeah, they yeah. can switch up on you, yeah. but that's. That's crazy that you had to think that. See, that's an, I guess that was different. Yeah. When I was in school, I wasn't thinking about... I went to, I wouldn't say a rough middle school. It was problematic at times. Um, I went to Lock Raven Middle School. At that time, it was, it was it was a huge black population. When I went to high school, I was just like, where did all black people go? But um, <laughs> but um, so it was a lot of black people. In the city. <laughs> yeah, I don't know right. where they went. I was just like, yo, what happened, yo? Lock Raven High School was nothing but the Anglos. I was just like, yo, it was no... Body else in there, yeah. That, that but also, it is up. different because I guess we not well, <laughs> knives in our pocket though. That's kind of wild though, because what you saw was very different. Well, I'm just saying, it was like, very different. When you, yo, you so Baltimore is right. You know how East Side and West Side do. So it's like, yo, when I'm the only dude from my section, from my whatever that mm-hmm. I'm in there, and I'm like, yo, yeah, I'm cool with some. I'm friends with people, and I'm mm-hmm. cool with people, and I'm like, yo, I, at the end of the day, they might be. They might be set tripping and claim their hood, so oh, really? it is what it is. Like, yeah, it can get wild. You know what I mean? I always, yeah, I always thought that was crazy as you know, as young kids. Some people, I never had the experience. I was never had. Maybe I was paranoid, but Except, at the end of the day, but you had a reason to be. Yeah, because <laughs> everybody catching the, everybody else catching the bus going this way. I'm the only one catching the bus going that way. Right. So now I'm an easy target. So they know where you're so, going. So either, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. an easy target. I'm by myself. See, I never had I'm to think on that level at that age. That's that's crazy enough. That's a lot of survival skills that you learned real early. Man, like. 13, 14, I was ready for everything, man. Yeah. But don't you don't you don't think that like I know we ain't gonna get too deep into the mental uh topic, but like you don't think that uh, you know fucked you up a little bit? No. Nah. Being that ready, that nah. that young. I think it prepared me for well, I also lost my father for 13, 14. So that mental toughness, that's so, a different level. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a different yeah. level. So my thing is, I've always been had to be a protector or, or a fighter or whatever the case may be. So, mm. so at the end of the day, like, no, I think it made me better because it didn't make me naive to what was around in the world. Like, mm. I was conscientious about my surroundings and what's going on with me. You don't go certain places, you don't right. say certain things, you watch, you observe, you, you understand what I'm saying. So, I don't yeah. think it hindered me. So, I think that's the that's the biggest thing about growing up in the city, right? Like, you like yeah, you, you know surround. knowing you know knowing you got you go to a certain place, you know exactly. Where you need to be looking at, where you yeah. need to, what you need to be looking at. That's life, yo. Like when you go into a meeting now, you looking at you looking at see who's in the room, up. and you like, okay, this person on that bullshit, ah, on that bullshit. <laughs> this person's mad. Mm-hmm. My boss might be here, and he feeling some type of way, or she feeling some type of way. Right. So I just think it's a it again, was, it's life. I always call them simulations, life. though. Yeah. But they weren't simulations because, like, my dad, he was from that, yeah. so he was mm-hmm. from Park Heights. He was lived in the hood. 
So yeah. he would take us to the hood purposely. I, we thought yeah. this was crazy. Nah. He was like, yo, let's walk down this block. We like, yo, nigga, we ain't walking down this fucking he gets block. It. He got it. He was like, yo, because I never forget, we went, we walked down uh, Park Ice Avenue. I'm just like, yo, it's like 9 o'clock. Never heard, never heard anybody call it Park Ice Avenue. That's what it's called, Joe. That's what it's Anyway. He was in Jewtown. I, I never, yeah, you know, like, he, it wasn't in Jewtown. I was, yeah, he walked us down the street and he was just like, all right, so when you walk down the street, he was telling us like simple stuff. You don't look, you don't stare at people in the eyes. Yep. You, you just keep walking. You just keep walking straight. If he don't say nothing to you, you don't say nothing to him. If he asks you for something, you don't got it. And he would, he would teach us those things. Yep. And it was just like, yo, is he putting us through boot camp? Now that I think back. It was boot camp. But then when that, yeah, now that I think back. Skills. <laughs> yeah. So when if you I, ever in a situation to where you Yeah. And I was just like, I didn't know he was doing that. So you ain't green. So no, I was not. Yeah, we wasn't green because of that. He was just like, nah, and then you, you do go that. back there. Now you you don't look like you don't look like the nigga who ain't from there. Right. right. Because they they the ones who <laughs> you <laughs> smell blood. Oh yeah, no, you can't. They just know. Blood. Smell fear in people's heart. They just know. Yeah. But he was just like, even he said it's not. And he said that's one thing. He said one of his biggest things was he said I rather took. Cause we ain't have we ain't have always have when we live in the county. That's another misconception. Mm. You don't always have like we had days that were oh, bullshit. <laughs> like we ain't had lights and no, like little, little situation. It ain't, it ain't easier. But he said I'd rather take the gamble having you out here than raising three black men in Baltimore City. He said that was a, the probability of all y'all coming out in Baltimore City mm-hmm. is a lot less than y'all all coming out out here. So I'd rather take my risk but and like bust my ass. That's the big difference in the there. county and the city, though. Right? Yeah, because the probability. It's, yeah, it's just the probability oh, of what, what can crazy. happen. It's so much shit going on in the well, city, and you get caught up. You can get caught up by your surroundings. Yeah, yeah, and you be you be harmlessly just you know just living life. Right, yeah. you don't even realize you're getting caught <laughs> up. At seventeen, I got pulled. I got. Held at gunpoint by police officers because of for mistaken identity Damn. in front of my house. Damn. You understand know what I'm saying? In Baltimore City. And then and nothing. You you just a kid. You really was a kid. I was pissed. <laughs> Yo, you and then you did it create anger? Like what you trying to I fuck yeah. Oh, yeah I I was, was, uh, anger, what? <laughs> And then, then the officer wow. was talking shit. And I said, "Yo, take your badge off, yo. I fuck you up." Damn. I told him straight, like, like See. I was a, I was a wild boy. Oh, back yeah, you sound. I was a little yeah. bit of a wild boy. Okay, but, like I was. But the fact is, nowadays, because those some of your people went through those same situations and didn't make it out, though. Yeah, I mean, and that's my wild. thing is this: they robbed the gas station on. Uh, it was when the gas station first got around there on, on uh, Northern Parkway in uh, Rochestown. Mm-hmm. So when they first came around, somebody robbed the gas station. I had a hoodie on. I didn't even have my hood up. Me and my man walking down from from Gist Avenue down the street now uh, Rogers Avenue to my house. Yo, helicopter spotlight. Niggas come out of there. nowhere. Guns pointing at us. Boom, boom, boom. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know, get down on your hands and knees. I'm on my hands and knees in the mud like this. Oh, you you fit this description. I say, yo, he had a peacoat. He had a uh, flight jacket. I said, I don't even have a flight jacket on. And I said, they they oh you they told to be 30, 35 plus. I said, yo, I'm 17 with no facial hair. How the fuck I fit the description? Wow. And yeah. people wonder why people have like <laughs> negative connotation of the police. Yeah, like, I Especially don't, coming yeah. from an area like that. Like, yeah, once you get profiled, yeah. I got profiled a couple times. Like, I would say twice in my adult life. The moment you get profiled and you're just looking back like, what do you think of me? Like, you looking in their faces like, I'm not doing nothing. Like, yo, I'm just living. Even walking down the street today, yo, I was walking by my gym, by the end of my car. The white girl went all the way on the other side of the witch car because she ain't on the wall behind me. And I ain't even, I ain't had my hood up, no nothing. That's it. You, you just make you want to be ignorant, though. That, that, I just laugh. I was like, simple yeah. bitch. That shit burns me up, though, yo. It happens like, every day. Little, like, you get in the elevator, yo. And, yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. And, and, you know what I'm saying? You and like being there with a white woman. Yeah. They like get in the corner and making sure they clutch in there and everything. So hold on. So you uh, you do personal training. Is that different? Like, do you you do personal training for obviously black people, white people, all all the same? All my right now, all my clients are black. Is that you think that has anything to do with when they look at you? Like, are they looking at you? You think and they saying like, oh, uh, I'm not going to train with him. Um, no, I just think it ha- I just happen to be. Heavily connected with black folks. I had white clients. Yeah, it's our network. I, yeah. I had white clients. I had well, I had one white. I had a couple of white clients. Um, at work, all my clients are white. Oh, okay. except for like two. Okay. So I don't, you know, but that's also so is the area where you at. You know what I mean? Baltimore uh-huh. City, predominantly black. Right. Um, do I? I don't know. I don't know if I'm in the settings. I'm not. Maybe I'm not in the settings where I can reach out to uh, a white population. For no, white I don't clientele. think. I, I'm. I'm always at a firm belief. I don't think we need. It's okay to have them join our effort. Like even just pr- yeah. putting our pushing our agenda. I don't think we need 
white people. I don't. Yeah. I think they can help. But I don't think we I mean, need I, it, money. Is money? Yeah. Green is green. Green to is me. green at the end of the so, day. So, but my thing respect is, me. You can get whatever. But you got to understand that when you come into Young Fitness for Life, this is a black-owned business. So you might hear nigga, you might hear whatever, because it's future. If I'm playing future, or if I'm playing. <laughs> You know, whatever. You know, and Amelia was cool. Like, so I had Amelia, one of my clients, she was white. She uh-huh. never was, she was cool. She like, mm. she, you know, never was offended, never was, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And she came and worked out. Only reason she stopped working out because I moved on this side of town. Oh, okay. Because she lives in Laurel. She used to come from Laurel to Baltimore. Damn. So she, she, she was dedicated. Well, she was loyal. <laughs> shout out to her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's, that was the homie. That, yeah, she's loyal. Before we pivoted to this conversation, I think we was talking about music. Yeah. We was talking about how you said R and B, R and B nigga Norm. Yeah, um, yeah, we got all the way off of the, that. Yeah. yeah, we did. The Norm cares, you know. Norm cares over here. Um, that's the inside. You gotta. That's a whole joke. I have to unpack if you want to really get that. But anyway, um, Norm cares. <laughs> but like, I, I like the fact you were saying something before we started about how you know vulgar music is so vulgar now yeah. compared to before. It was just like turn off the lights. Now they mm. they really just telling you what they about. To well, do. you see that through throughout the time of decades that it changed. It started from the seventies to the eighties to the nineties. Right. To the 2000s, to the 2010s, and beyond. Um, now we about to get to the 220 in a couple years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 2020 in a couple years. I remember in 2000, I was scared that night. <laughs> so I'm just trying to. So like, it's funny because like, you know how our parents was like, "Oh, this music is so da da da." But I'm telling you, when we get old and our songs become classics, mm-hmm. it's like, yo, what is there left to do? Like to to at this point, like how what is there? I left? think they said that. Yeah. No, no, but they didn't have the straight vulgar. Like we're straight to the point now, especially with social media and everything. It's straight to the point. So mm-hmm. now it's like, how much more straight to the point can you be? I, I look at it like this: if I'm gonna go to technology, right? Okay. We always like, if you think back to when we in high school, mm-hmm. and we had to pay per text message, right? Yeah, you want ten cents <laughs> per text message, and we didn't have color phones. No, I had a green screen. So, no kids. So, snake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I so had. when the color came, you're like, damn, this shit is nice. Yeah. What else can they do with these phones? Yeah. Right now know. we look look at look at 2018, right? Yeah. Pull out your <laughs> pull out your Nokia now. Yeah. Your phone is <laughs> a computer. Oh hell yeah. And your life is in it. So this I'm I'm comparing that to what you're saying about music. Like right now we're looking like, bro, what, what else can happen? Yeah, that's true. Well, no, something's gonna happen. I don't know what, but something is going like they're gonna figure out a way to piss us off when we're older. I'm not saying <laughs> that. like Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you, you might <laughs> You might be right. I'm just saying, like, the, the, the I, I'm saying that the, the more the music has gotten less and less um, creative. Over, the, I feel. Like I agree. In your over. opinion, though, no, like, I in think my opinion, over. No, it's my. I, I, I agree these are opinions. Yeah, that's not I'm, a fact. And I'm, I'm just saying, playing devil advocate, no, no. devil's advocate right yeah, here. Yeah, I'm not really saying facts. that I don't agree yeah. with y'all. And that's the problem with you, <laughs> young kids. Y'all. <laughs> shit, <laughs> yeah. that one summed me and shit. He right. said, that's the problem with y'all young whippersnappers. <laughs> nah, no, in my opinion, uh, there's no more like creativity to music anymore. You understand what I'm saying? Like, so for me, like the biggies, even, yo, the biggies, the the Whitney's, the you know the the MJ's. That's not me. That was that was a, that was somebody called me. Go in my back. But I'm even saying like there's even like like we was we were talking about briefly earlier like you know um, even like so in the 70s like Al Green all that you know mm-hmm. they would you know between the sheets stuff like that Ozzy. So it implied what you already knew what was going on, yeah. but it still made it you know made you think like it left you something to the imagination. That's not happening anymore. Nicki mm-hmm. Minaj like yo eat my ass. And you're like, oh, okay. So, like, but it's, so you it's want hard to, to say, say eat my treasures or something. But like it's that. hard no, to I'm say. That. I'm just saying. It's hard to say they're not creative, and I'm saying that because, like, who's to say? Like, they're just they're just going with the times. No, I'm not. I'm like, not disagreeing with. But they're why? creative in this time, so it's just Is like that... it's just like the. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the analogy of uh, LeBron and Michael Jordan. Okay, right. Oh, bad analogy. You if yeah. you huh. It's bad enough. Yeah. No, it's not. But it if bad. you if you grew up watching Michael Jordan, there's no way you're gonna tell me that LeBron is well, better. You know than LeBron is better though, and I watch Michael Jordan. Well, you're 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 uh, an anomaly. Okay. Uh, most yeah, people I've who watch seen... Michael Jordan will tell you, ain't no way in hell. Most people, LeBron is better most than him. Don't know. He got six rings. He does this, but this, most, this, this. But, but to see, me, most I... people don't do their history. Remember, we were yeah. talking about this yeah, earlier. That's true. Know your history. Michael Jordan didn't crack the fucking witch comment until he was in his thirties. You understand what I'm saying? Like I get it, but you, I mean, you, you going you going very very logically. But right. what I'm saying is the most people ain't the digging people, in the crates. Yeah, though. The pe- if you if you grew up watching Michael Jordan, yeah. you're like, 
most of the time, you're like, Michael Jordan is better than LeBron. Most of the time, if you grew up watching LeBron, which most of us have, we like, LeBron is just a GOAT. I mean, Period. I'm like, I don't want to hear this Michael Jordan thing. I don't care about rings. I don't care about none of that shit. It's, it's our same LeBron argument we always like, have with Jay-Z so and Kanye. Like, yeah. The same thing. You grew up with Jay, so no, you... F- I'm biased on that. <laughs> I, I try to... I make, try to throw this. Yo, he always try to throw this Kanye well, No, because you always throw that, but yeah. I, I no, think... I get you, jo- I, But the Jordan, I, I think it's different. I'm always in the history. Like I always want to know the why, how, who, what, I'm going to tell you this. Going back to that, with even with that situation, like you got to look at two different things. Michael Jordan was the better uh, score in a thing. Mm. He was a better score. He he could nobody could stop him scoring. Le, LeBron is a better overall basketball player. You understand that he could do everything. Michael Jordan could do everything until he got old. So if you look at it objectively, like you're doing yeah. right now, well, people it makes totally sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. total sense. Yeah. But if you look at it. With a biased eye, right. just like he looks at Kanye. <laughs> you look at it you like it. you will never convince you somebody. Say that in you, you, you can't. You can't. That. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Though. I like that. But no, but no, sir. You see what I'm saying? No, like yeah, you no, can't. No. If you look at if you looking at it with a biased eye, like yeah. yo, I grew up watching Mike. Period. I don't yeah. care. I, I mean, LeBron, I, I get that. But LeBron that's the same can't thing I'm be saying, better. But I'm objective about music. I'm not. I'm just saying like. What is there left to do? You understand? Know They're just going to continue on the same path. Is what I'm saying. I'm saying from the 70s, it changed over. From the 80s, yeah. it changed over. But from the 90s, it changed over. From the 2000s, it changed over. 2010, it changed over. So now what is there left to do? Because everything, I feel like you know, everything is... Been, isn't, is yet to be seen. But, well, but I'm, the innovation I'm the consistently 70s, happens. I'm just talking about lyrically, like lyrically and verbally wise. Like, oh, I, think, no, I actually think we... I actually think people... Trends, like for example, fashion, music, art, culture goes yeah. in... Circles. It's cyclical. Right. If you think about Migos wearing the blouses and go back to like the seventies, no, it's the eighties. Eighties? Yeah. Would you say eighties? I yeah. said seventies. No, okay, eighties is an androgynous period. We talked about this. Oh, yeah, I, was, I, was, about I was just about to ask yeah, you that, that word yesterday. You had to get because I did not know I'm ignorant so to that word. So if you go back to <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're going back into like you know Prince and all of them, like being yeah. super, super rock stars. Yeah, they're actually going back into that. I think we don't give enough credit to innovation, though. I definitely think is that innovative though. No, For it is time, innovative. Yes. It's their that's, sauce. And that's my point, yo. Like, so, you sound like an old nigga. Like, <laughs> no, I'm saying, saying. No, no, I'm saying, not, saying, I'm, you call it, you, you're saying these young people are innovative when. I'm saying. Well, I'm saying so you can't just maybe, say they're not innovative. They're not creative. Maybe innovative, missing, innovative to me means doing something new. Nobody's. Nothing's that's new not new, something. but that wasn't. So innovation is something that nobody ever thought about, nobody ever created, and that you. Like Michael Jackson was innovative. You understand what I'm saying? Prince well, was. What, what, what innovations would you credit him with? The music video? With just his whole his sound, his sound, his innovation. Now his background came from James Brown. His dancing background but, came from James but, Brown. But no, I'm check this out though. If you was in that day, I'm sure like our parents can say, "Well, Mike was just copying off of them. Mike was just doing this." They will only say, "But he also." Well, he's just, innovative now, and I think that's also the thing. I'm saying even his content di- and his music was innovative. Nobody was talking about the shit that Mike was talking about on his level. Mm, on his yeah. level, nobody was talking about the. They don't care about us. Nobody wasn't making that that music. The Beatles wasn't making that. Nah, music. You understand what I'm saying? It wasn't yeah. making about <laughs> equality and about you understand what I'm nah, saying? Like especially on his level. So that's innovation. That's stepping out of side. That's creating something that so, Michael Jackson will never be replicated. That's no, innovation. No. So that's no, what I'm saying. No. Innovation to me is something that can't never be replicated. So you're a fan of innovation. You like that new thing. It's, you, to a degree, I'm just saying, like, I'm okay with you paying homage. That's the difference. So I think that that's where the disconnect is. Migos are paying homage until you know, they seen, they like, yo, Prince, Prince was, you know, they might have seen some yeah, yeah, and yeah. that was like, yeah, you know what? Yo, we can do that. Yeah, they and remember, get a, that, whole, can, that Walking Like I Talking video yeah. was a parody yeah. of, of something old. Of, yeah. of a soul train. Of, yeah. of, you know what I mean? But but I'm, what I'm saying is, they, but I was like, you know what? He did this and he turned out all right. We can do the same thing because we're not, we not drug dealers. We're not gangster rappers. Right. We're not, da, 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 we just, you know what I mean? We entertainers. I guess my point is innovation is just <laughs> relative to the to the, 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 the era that you're in. I, yeah, I'm about to say, I think what we consider, like we never considered um, the rotary telephone innovative. Right. But I'm sure somebody thought, man, that's... But it that, was, because it that, that was the iPhone of that day. But it was, but it was <laughs> It changed the game. Well, no, the touch tone, for us it would be the, the touch tone yeah. was innovative. But because I don't they think, had rotary, and then they came the touch tone. I definitely think that's a sign of like, you know, maturity, because when you start to see that, because I think as you get older, like for example, Biggie is... Fire because he's older. For example, when I he mean, was when he was relevant, Big L was everything. You know what I mean? So it's just like depends. it's it's yeah. relevant to the time in which you live. Like for example, some of the even things that y'all consider 
you know, fire or, you know, better. Like, for example, I've never seen a Michael Jordan play on TV. I don't even know what that looks like. So I never could say Mike's the best. You need to my, go watch some highlights, brother. But I'm saying I would have to do that, though. Yeah, but so, that goes along to my point. Yeah, what I was in saying, my mind, right? I would have. To, I can't really give so all the credence it's, to. It's, it's hard it's, for it's you both to ways. say. It's, it's hard. hard for you to say that Mike is better than LeBron. Right. Because, because somebody LeBron also can set like an older guy and be like, "Yo, you ain't never watching him. You're right." I but but so that was, But I also think that it comes from how how intelligent you are when it comes to sports too. To a degree, you mm. understand what I'm saying? So like, yeah, some people are anomalies. I, though. I hate, arguments are not about intelligence, yo. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> that's the thing. Arguments yeah, are, so, yo. I always sorry, see that's not, see. Not. I feel you on that because that's that's where I get you know in a lot of my arguments. You know, sometimes it be bullshit what I say, but yeah. sometimes <laughs> he's yeah, like, and he's we got like, yo, we, he's yo, ready we for not that. getting away. But anyway, but sometimes <laughs> arguments are about intelligence, and sometimes when you be like, well, if you look at the history of things, like for example, what's going on in this country now, right? Yeah. I had a conversation with somebody about like political stuff. I said, well, if you go back to the Democratic Convention in this particular moment, do you remember when this happened? If you think about that, that's what's happening now. And people are like, um, yeah, that don't matter. No, that does matter. That's but people don't care about facts. What uh, Charlemagne always say: people don't care about the uh, truth when the lies way better. Yeah. Like they care about the hype. Well, they also care about what they feel and they believe. Their per- yeah, they perceive. Right. So that's why I say intelligence out the door. You, yeah, I, I agree. But that's but, crazy. But intelligence facts are facts. out the door. You understand what I'm saying? So facts are facts. Those, those are these. The definition of a fact is it can't be disproven. It's so, a proof. It's it's a hundred percent. Man, people disproving facts out here, man. But, but <laughs> you can make a fact bend <laughs> to your point. I mean, Regardless numbers are not. Well, you are. it depends on what it is. So numbers are numbers. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you can you can debate whatever you. So when you comes, especially about sports, when you debate certain things, it's about right. who you like and who you don't like. You understand what mm. I'm saying? So that's that's kind of thing. Biases. Like, yeah, it's a bias. You, you, everybody has a bias about certain things or whatever the case may be. I think Bernie Sanders is the greatest running back of all time. My personal opinion, and I say that because I say, yo, he has the most negative yards from the line of scrimmage and still in the top ten. Of mm. all time rushing. I said, imagine if he would have ran behind Emmitt Smith's line and he would have been. I said, yo, Barry Sanders was definitely a better athlete than Emmitt Smith. Emmitt Smith just was a, in a better situation. That's not an argument. He was in a better situation. You know what I mean? But but somebody's going to argue with me. Like, oh, but, okay. no. but I, I'm going to tell you how numbers can be taken because I'm like, yo, I'm going to take these numbers. Yo, he only played for what? Four or five? How many years? He was high early. But I'm saying, he, he but, 10. but I'm saying, but you're saying, you're saying, I can take that number, yeah. that fact, yeah. and make it bend to my argument of why he's not the greatest. Yeah, but you, because but you he also see, you because he's also, not strong enough. He's not the, mentally strong. He can't get through it. His, that's I, not I, a, I can, I can, That's not a fact, not, though. It don't mentally, matter. mentally strong is not a fact. That's, that's relative, though. That's your yeah, opinion. But the number of years that he stayed in He was stayed because a fact. Detroit didn't want to let him out. But the, so you got to get to the real facts. Detroit didn't want to let him no, go. We, but the, the main fact the is fact, how long he was in. And I'm going to bend that fact to what it is. Who was the better athlete? Looking at look at so let's compare films. So that that is subjective. That's not subjective. Look at the compare films. So do you people? So even, when they so just pe- just compare when they get into. Yo, I'm not and I'm not arguing with no, you because no, no, I don't necessarily disagree with you. No, but, I'm saying so compare films. Compare when. Emma Smith getting over field when Barry Sanders getting over field. Compared when Emma Smith gets uh if somebody penetrates the backfield when Barry Sanders somebody penetrates. So you can so there's enough film for you to be able to you understand what I'm saying? I, yeah, be honest with yourself and look at the film and say, Oh damn, yo, if he he's clearly. So let me ask so that leads to a good point. Y'all making a good point. So where in this day and age, where is facts? Even matter like because people go for that. <laughs> yo, people, where that's is a great question? Because nobody cares. Like for example, and I think sometimes that's a frustration of mine. I try to change people's mind. Like yo, people aren't factual about shit no more. I feel as though, and the people that nobody's looking for the real. Everybody just want to look for what makes them feel good, and I people, think we all fall victim to it. People yeah. like to be comfortable. Ain't yeah. nothing to do with that. But so, I think you don't human think human nature. You don't think like kind of the things that are built around us have made us realize feel like comfort is the only way to live. For example, like. Uh, and social media highlight reel of your day, or like all the things that you put out into that world. You're not. I'm putting uncomfortable out every day, bro. But I that's. Like, I think comf- uncomfortability is more normal than anything else. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying like so so, and and I'm just speaking from being you know where I'm at in life right now. Like, yo, I'm uncomfortable every day because I know the real, and I live in reality. I don't live in this fantasy world that that um you know things don't happen to me or things don't whatever whatever. whatever. I know I'm a black man in America. I'm uncomfortable True. every True. fucking day. Yeah. The difference is people. There are certain people that don't want to deal with that shit. No, because they want to. And it don't matter what color they are. There are black people that don't want to deal with that shit. There's white people that don't want to deal I know with that so. shit. You understand what I'm saying? Like they just don't. It's easier to take the path of least resistance. That's what humans tend to do. 
If I ain't got a, if it's not hard, I'm gonna go that way. That's the American culture in general. If it's not mm. hard, I'm gonna go this way. I'm gonna take this, the easiest, most safest, most beneficial route for me. That gets you fucked up taking that path of least resistance. But if you, I know I, it does. Not all the time. No, I mean, but I'm just saying. That's a whole Dip, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I was about to say because I can, we can, and, yeah. okay. and we can, and we don't have to talk about. But, but, right. I can talk about college, but yeah. yeah. But even still, it's just like yo, it it it's easier to deal with shit that's not a burden to you. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Like, so even being like just being a human being, just especially being a black person, you know what I mean? It's like yo. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Even being oh, a black we, person, we're going ham on that bottle. Yeah, so. it's all good. It, it came for y'all to finish yeah. it, so it is what it is. So even as a you know, especially men, uh, black male in America, okay. I'm uncomfortable every day. I don't live in the comfortability. I never had. Been. I don't know. It's my greatest gift and my greatest curse. Because yeah, as an entrepreneur, you can't ever be comfortable. Because when you get comfortable, that's when shit starts going wrong. Right. You got to make sure you're on top of your stuff every day, like, every day. Do you consider that paranoia? No, I'm not paranoid. So paranoid is like I feel like per- I personally feel paranoia is like looking at each other like oh. Who's trying to get me? Who's trying to take something from me? Who's the da, 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 da. yeah? So, so a lot of people argue with that because I know I know what you feel. I kind of feel that same way about my life in the sense that I'm consistently kind of uncomfortable. I'm consistently like I can't get stagnant. And then the moments I do, I get you know get mad at yourself. Just like yo, you're not doing this. You're not doing that. Right. I'm hard. I'm my worst critic. So nobody can ever beat me. Nothing wrong with that. Though. Yeah, worse than me. I think you always gotta be though. Yeah, you gotta be. Yeah. yeah. So, but the same token is the path of least resistance. Like you said, everybody wants to choose that path. Yeah. But why is that? The norm, though, where, because that's where did we lose the fact that you know that's what's hard. To, that's the culture of America. Yeah, you got to understand that. Like, so think about it, yo. Um, when they told us when we were coming up to school, go to school, get an education, and you'll be able to get a job that you can be able to take care Bullshit. of. Bullshit. That's, that's the point I was trying to get at when when I when I was saying when I brought up college like yeah. five minutes ago. Yeah. Okay, because you're saying that's the path of least resistance. resistance. Yeah. But there are a lot of successful people who took that path of least res- least resistance and are very successful based on that. So you cannot discredit the people who took that path because they right. thought it was easier. Right. That's what I'm saying. Nah. Me, me, for instance, I took, if you want to call it the path of least resistance. Would you consider yourself taking the path of least resistance? I felt like that was the safest thing. To me, yeah. me going to college, uh, I knew that getting a degree was going to lead to me getting some kind of job. And the job was going to lead to me being some kind of being um, making enough money to make myself comfortable. And as of right now, I think my path has been pretty good. So so now here's the opposite of me. So for me, I went to college. Um, Now, when I look back, if I wasn't going for football, I would have went to trade school. And I would have not a bad job. Not a bad decision. I would have went to trade school and learned to trade, and I probably would be making making way more money than I do with my college degree that I have now. Yeah. Mm. So, um, even still, I, as the past least least resistance, I could have just worked where I worked at and just worked there. I said no. I want to start my own business because I can do this shit better than what I've been. I worked at different. So for me, I worked at I've worked at multiple different fitness places. Right. YMCA. Planet Fitness, uh, Bally's when it was around, and I took I took everything from that, and I said, "Yo, they doing this shit wrong. They 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 genuinely don't care about their client base. Mm-hmm. I do, so I'm gonna create a business to where mm-hmm. you can come in, pay whatever you pay, even though make it affordable and still get the benefits of what you should get right. from getting from a gym. You understand? Hashtag no one cares." So therefore, <laughs> nice plug. You know what I'm saying? Great <laughs> plug. I like that. I wasn't. I didn't see it coming. So, <laughs> so you know that, and and so what I learned from those businesses and those companies right. is like, yo, now, if man, looking now, looking back, man, listen, I would have been a plumber or electrician. You know how much money, oh yeah, you can make from having a skill and a well, trade. And also, right now, where people don't want to do manual labor, man, I'm man, with the manual labor. They double and they don't. I'm with manual labor. I'm <laughs> but that is making those jobs even more Be- better. Way yeah. better. Because like, you're not getting the kids like, I want to be the best electrician. You know the best electrician makes millions of dollars? Right. <laughs> if he exactly. can get a company. and it, it depends. <laughs> if he can get a good contract. Yo, yeah. you that don't know. That, elect- that electric company I'm still is... considering going back to going to trade school. Bro. <laughs> I'm mad at it you. Wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt. It, it wouldn't hurt. But I think it's interesting. Like I always taught... I guess I took the path. I always played straddle defense between the stra- uh, least resistance... 
and like the safe path. So it's kind of both of them, safe and then sometimes being adventurous. You just don't know which one. But I think also sometimes you get thrusted into one. I think yeah. I got thrusted into one, so I was just yeah. like, oh, okay. It's okay, though. Shit out. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. your personality and pride doesn't allow you to go through the path of least resistance. So, yeah. like, something. No, else. I don't think my personality yeah, That's definitely me. Yeah. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, something, I, it just, it's yeah. very situational with all yeah. of this, but it depends yeah. on the person. It depends to on me, you. like, for to me, like what you said, like, I don't knock somebody going to college and getting a degree and getting yeah. a job and actually, right. you know, working up in their company. To me, I felt like, though, I couldn't live with myself if I did that. And that's okay. And, yeah, and that's very fine. Very fine. Yeah. And, that's I, fine. and I tell people, and like I always say, I think we said this, you know, every, everybody always says two things can be true. Yeah. Yes. What you like is cool. Three things can be true. But yeah. I, really? It's funny. Well, sure. um, yeah, exactly. But the same token is where, that's where people, that's, that's always messes with me because people don't, Give other people their space to, you know, okay, that's your opinion. Because they're conditioned to downgrade what you're trying to do. You got to understand how society is set up. Yep. Yeah, that's true. You got to understand that. Classism. Like, yeah. Classism. Like, even so, like, yo, I'm the most blue collar, by nature, I'm the most blue collar dude that I know. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'll take any, I'll, well, when I, I talked to him today, I said, yo, you know what? It's raining outside, yo. I should go do some deliveries today, yo. I can make some extra money mm. working for Postmates. Things like that. This is what because I don't. I'm never too good to do any job, but mm. that's just who I am as a person. But there's a lot of people that aren't like that. Oh yeah, you understand what I'm saying? And then not because I have to, because I'm I'm good right now. Right. As far as finance, I'm good right now. But right. I'm like, yo, I got other goals that I want to achieve and, and obtain. So this extra money will help in any format. So when you understand, when you start right. to change and understand what where you want to go and who you are in life. Mm-hmm. It gives you a different dynamic. Where'd you get that hustle from, though? Because everybody don't got the hustle. Okay. My mom was... Shout out to Phyllis Young. I love her. (laughs) So that's another thing. That hustle was instilled (laughs) in you early, though. And I think that's what was instilled in me in a different way through, like, a lot of the... You know, my uncles, my grandparents, my, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, my my dad. It was a different level of hustle. I was burning CDs. I was selling them for $5. I would, Mm -hmm. you know, I would do that kind of stuff. I would put some... Yeah, I would put some stuff software in your computer. I would, you know, I would do that. I would figure it out so I can make some money, yeah. just so I wouldn't have to go get a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just because it was that. I was well, like, I had to ask nobody for nothing, so I don't own nobody. I never liked asking people nothing. And me, I would just go get a job, and I'm like, I'm very opposite. <laughs> but I'm like, yo, if I, I want, I want these uh, dope deal, these phone yeah. pods, you know. So I'm gonna go get this job. You know what I'm saying, work yeah, yeah, a couple yeah. weeks, and I, <laughs> I'm gonna have these shit. So we. Talking about the same thing, but with two different paths nah, to get to it. It's two right. different paths. <laughs> you know and, it's, and no path is worse than other. I think that's, yeah. that's true. Um, one more thing I want to talk about. Um, what was I about to say? I was talking about how podcasting and just in general, like how people want more content or just more stuff that's relatable. And to me, like, you know, situations like I could have went like even normal. We go to your, your, your uh, boot camp. Mm-hmm. That same boot camp is on Groupon that probably some gym out in Timonium, Timonium. Lutherville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the same token, it was just like, all right. So because Mel did it, I was just like, all right, I'm going to check it out because no, that's Mel Man. Because of that relatability factor, it's better there than it would be there. So yeah, I'd rather, I, I felt like it was a better purchase, you know. But sometimes I think what happens is people want stuff that's more relatable. Or they want to be around, you know, stuff that's more common. Like, I don't yeah. want to be around people I've never met. Right. You know, I mm-hmm. want to be around somebody that might understand my culture. The fact that somebody plays Future in their gym is a plus. Yeah. <laughs> you know what they yeah. be playing at gym? Gym music be horrible. Like you gotta you have to top forty is horrible, yeah, horrible, for, especially for working so, out, bro. In a sense, I think people now are looking for more real and genuine and relatable things rather than just you know fishing for stuff that's just fake. Shameless plug, but that's why I think this podcast is is, is really good because I think we, oh, yeah, we yeah, try yeah. to hit on stuff that everybody else isn't trying to hit on. Like like what we talking about? Like you can listen to twenty other podcasts yeah. about one right now and. They talking about pop culture and they talking about to me. I'm no expert on that shit. Like, they have they, they talking about the same shit that Joe Button talks right. about. I'm not Joe Button. And I'm like, we don't need to talk about that. Like right. we we can talk about real life shit. Yeah. And still be interesting because I think we are. And yeah. I, I don't, I'm biased. And yeah. if anybody listen to this, nah, real shit. come back to nah. us and tell us that nah. we're not. I mean, tell us like <laughs> are we open to all opinions for real. Like really unsolicited views. I'm on the same. I'm biased too. So, but I think <laughs> I think you know it's funny though because as much people. This was I, I would listen to a podcast before I got here, and they were saying people strive for like greatness, and then there's mediocrity and there's nothing. A lot of people live in the mediocrity. Mm-hmm. Fuck that shit. But, but but hear me out though. I'm listening. People live in the mediocrity. I'm not with it, but I'm listening. But strive. I think you can live in the mediocrity and strive for greatness, 
But the same token, that I think some people always say that you're always up here. I think some people lie to themselves saying they're always at greatness. You're not always at greatness. Sometimes you are like right there between greatness and media, like that mediocrity right in that window. I think it's okay to strive. But I don't think you get complacent. I think complacency is what kills you, though. I like that point. Yeah, I think complacency is like what kills you. You should so strive. It's it's no way. So this this is what I would say. Mediocrity doesn't lead to greatness. So if you are stuck, hold on. Okay, I'll let you. If you are stuck and being okay with being mediocre, that's what you're going to be. Right. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't believe yeah, in the complacency. Right. No, but even still, you don't want to be a mediocre, mediocre, mediocre person. And say, oh, I'm striving. What are you doing to strive for greatness? Because there's a right. lot of mediocre motherfuckers that's just like, yo, I'm comfortable with doing right. this podcast. We do it what once are you a week. Doing we do. Greatness. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, okay. But what, what are you doing to try to build your brand? What are you doing to try? How many steps or how many things are you trying to put in place to make your shit right. grow and relevant? So, like, it, and with anything that you're trying to be great at, you gotta see that there's other opportunities that you gotta capitalize on, or you gotta oh, take sure. advantage yeah, of. Sure. So that, I think that's important, with especially with anything. With even with my business, I'm like, yo, how can I improve Young Fitness for Life? What can I do? And da, da, da. I realized that my challenges are the things that people like. I had a whole program set up, like a whole jumpstart program. I had like a little bit of people. Nobody showed up. I said, you know what? Damn, what can I do? Mm-hmm. I said maybe I got to go back to these challenges. And the challenge, my challenge, my first challenge, I had 12, 13 people. Mm. And now, even still with this challenge, we got about 10 to 12. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then we're going to take a hiatus, come back in January, and it'll probably be like 20 people. Like, and, that, and that's just, you know what I mean? Like, I have to, as a, as a especially as a person that's just trying to assume that I want to own, I'm, at my 20-year goal is to have my own franchise in urban areas of young, be fitness for, mm-hmm. young Fitness for Life. Because I want us to have a gym that we can go to, we can feel comfortable at. Okay. We can be, you know what I mean? You can hear some Anita, you can hear some Future, you can hear some R&B first. Jeezy. You can hear, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, when like you that. like, yo, I'm home. Like I will definitely put my money there before LA Fitness. Yeah. Right. I'm just Because so. that same Good. that same deposit Absolutely. and then $30, $40 a month you pay LA Fitness or Planet Fitness, whatever. But here comes with mediocrity. If I didn't have that thought, I would just be okay with the little small joint that I have now. Right. Right. But for with the personal. Oh, yeah, you joint gotta keep now. growing. So it's like, well, damn, how do I make this? Hey, yo, I'm about to go work Postmates. This is money that I can put towards my gym. See, see, that's right. what I mean that's, by that's achieving. You know what I mean? yeah. That's going. what I mean by like. Not when I said that mediocrity, come, I want to be clear. I understand. I agree wholeheartedly with what you yeah. said because I don't think nobody should be mediocre. I think you should always be striving to the next thing. The moment you get complacent in life is the moment yeah. you start to fail in life. And I know we. But all I also be- think that becomes with your job dynamic too, to a degree. What you, you How much money you make? So like for me, I don't make a lot of money to where I can be complacent. You understand what I'm saying? Mm, so you're saying that you saying that hustle is in you because of where you are? Correct. So I think saying, so but So, so when what happens this. when there's fifty when it when it, um norm, fitness um fitness for life yeah. is for is nationwide. Do you stop being? No. Okay. I, I, so I, 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 I was about to say even rich people still have that 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 drive. They do. Like even if they're like, they got a billion dollars at this point. But how but many they're rich? still they're still like, okay, now what else can I do? No, I agree with you. Two billion dollars. But that's that's not the majority. So that's my point. Yeah, majority is the mediocrity, where I will, you know, I make sixty thousand. I'm good. I don't need to do nothing else. Right. I don't care. I don't want to. Right. You understand what I'm saying? That is, yeah, I understand. I agree where if that. I made sixty, I'm like, yo, that's not enough. I need nah, to do something. Level okay, up. I made this. Now, how can I double this? Or how can yeah. I triple this? How can I? Da, 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 da. How can I set my family? And I think it's more so just me being who I am. How can I set my son? And his family, and his family after that, and his family after that. Generational, Generational wealth. wealth. That's How it. can I set we him talk up? about it all the time. Fitness for bro. life in every state. Yeah. yeah. How can I set it up to be where it's at? And you know what I mean? So, but yeah. um, yeah, because I would then when they were talking about the mediocrity thing, last point, and I got one last question. Yeah. Is we not getting away from this? Yeah, I'm probably, uh, maybe, I'm, maybe, I'm gonna slide out. He be trying. Um, he trying. The one last I'm thing. Let slide up. Hold on. But the last thing they said was because like podcast is talking about people doing everyday shit, but I don't. Do you consider that mediocrity? And that's what that's what the mediocrity thing. They say that's like mediocrity. That's like everyday shit. Would you consider that mediocrity? No, because everybody's everyday is different. That is true. My Some everyday is your everyday. His everyday and my everyday. So that's they, that point. Well taken. Yeah. Okay. That's just me. So one <laughs> thing I wanted to ask you though, before you got off of here, is what what is your version of success? Because that's a question we ask and it keeps coming up. Like, because yeah. Melvin, I answered it. Melvin answered it. Palmer, Maul, everybody. So what's your version of success? My version of success would be. Uh, Reaching my twenty year goal, starting my franchise, mm. and 
having the ability to have my family set for the rest of my life, even after I die. Mm. And my family to just keep continuing and going there. Even if they don't go on my path, they can sell all my business. And as long as they're doing something else, it's going to make sure that your business led to that. Yeah. That, you know, that's yeah, your I son's good. Your granddaughter's good. Your great granddaughter's yeah, good. As long as his kids, my his kids, his kids, kids, and his kids. You know what? My father started this, and this is the reason why we are where we are today. To me, even if, say, for example, it's not your son. I mean, it was your son's son, your grandchild. And they and they say, well, you know, my, my, my granddad was a, a personal trainer. I'm going to go start this because he did that. Yeah. To me, that's enough to be like, yo, yeah. I did I just, something. If they can wanna, get that far. Yeah. <laughs> I want to give my family the jump start that I didn't have. I like that. You know what I'm like saying? That. Like, And no, it's no not to my parents or nothing like that. No, but, for sure. But there's a generational thing that somebody's got to break the trend. And so I'm the one nah. to break the trend. I would say yeah. I think all our parents grew up in like predominantly the '80s, and that mm-hmm. was it's very much. If you look around, it appears like it's very much the same kind of. The parents are actually that the same that parents that grew up in like the '70s and '80s are kind of like right in that middle because yeah. I think the opportunities weren't as vast. Yeah. Um, situation was just. I crazy. mean, technology and life. In general yeah, life was just different. Them. Yeah, and it was just like a lot of times they were just just maintaining. But I also think they were, but you also got to understand, like, things are passed down from generation to generation. So some hindrances, some, like, the lack of tools are passed down from generation. So I'm the one to say, you know what, nah, we're going to do this different. That's just for me and my kid and from... For sure. Yeah. Right. Shout out to y'all. Appreciate y'all having me on. Y'all, oh, for sure. We for appreciate sure. you coming. I'm gonna plug on, it one more time. Young Fitness for Life. Young Fitting on for Life on IG. Yeah, go follow him. He got challenges coming up too. Challenges yeah, coming up. Coming up in January. We already started this a lot one. of weight with him, man. Actually, y'all can jump into this one. It was only in week two, so don't bluff. You know what I mean? So <laughs> no, you can. Through. And it's exactly what I would say is, I've been. I did. A, I think some challenge, something challenge ish before. It wasn't the same. Mm. Um. It's different. The atmosphere is different. And I yeah. think when you come in, I was just like, all right, so where's the weights? Now, we don't even use a ton of weights. We actually yeah. don't a lot of just body weight shit, which was different. Because I thought, you can't lose that much weight. I was just like, yo, this stuff, I be hurting them squats. <laughs> dead, yo. Jump squats. And that's man. the thing. And that's what all, all it makes me think of is like, I used to be in shape. I used to be in shape. <laughs> yo, I used to be in shape. I just play it over and over my head like, yo, this used to not be hard. I used to can go outside, eat a whole pizza, come back, you know, play a football game, play a quick a basketball game, go home, and not be sore. But now it's just like, yo, am I really washed? That's 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 when you that's the moment of truth in that class, yo. After like round three, you like Nah, you just gotta build back up, bro. Thank you for listening to Unsolicited Views.